One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I am your co-host, Nidhi Kana, who has finally made an appearance on the last episode of the season. I don't care. It's just (laughs) great to have you in the studio. It's great to Um, be here. We've had a lot of listeners ask, where's Nitty? Where's Nitty? And I've responded, she's very busy. You've been been busy. And rightly so. Yes. It's been a a busy time. And so I haven't uh, been able to be as present as I hope to be for this season. But it it feels very good to be back here. It's great to have you back. You went, last we spoke. Yes. Uh, you were off to Greece. Yes. Tell us about your trip to Greece oh, and Crete, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Well, yeah. So I went to Crete, Milos, and Paros. Oh, so it's nice. like three islands. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. Like everyone will say that the food in Greece is phenomenal. And oh, wow. it is because it's so fresh. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's one of those places where you can get your three-year-old wine which mm-hmm. is always really nice. Um, but yeah, Crete was Crete was really uh, beautiful and and big, but it was also very chaotic in a way. Oh, like was it? it? Okay. Yeah, we were in um, one of the main cities called uh, Chania uh, or Hanya, I guess. Um, and it was it was really amazing. But in order to get anywhere, you just had to drive for a really long time. And some of the roads are. Um, uh, a little bit rustic. precarious, okay. yeah, a little rust- rustic. Uh, so it was an adventure for sure. It's a big island too, right? It so is it a big sense. island. Yeah. It's the biggest island. Um, and it, it's like its own little country in a way, actually. Sure. Uh, so, but the people were great and we had a beautiful Airbnb and there were some beautiful beaches and it was just really nice to, to relax. And, uh, you know, I think in Greece they know how to do beach culture by – style you rent a beach chair and you kind of hunker down for the day and that was really really nice and then we took the ferry to Milos uh which was when i thought of greek ferries marco mm. i always just ha- i don't know i guess i i don't know what picture came to mind what picture comes to mind when you think greek ferry okay i've been on greek ferries okay. so i know but prior to having been on it i would think you know Jacqueline Onassis, yeah. Aristotle Onassis. Yeah. There's a lot of Greek shipping magnets. Yes. Right? Uh, Greece is surrounded by water, yes. oceans, the Mediterranean. Yes. So navigation, a lot of great, great sailors are Greek. Yes. So all those things would be in the background of me like, oh, I'm going to go on a Greek ferry, right? And just being 
in this beautiful location that it's its own unique blend of European and its own ancient culture. You think that's going to be what you're going to experience? It's going to be an experience that has kind of like this romantic feel to it. and. So Tell we, me your we get to the port <laughs> in Crete. And and by we spent the most amount of time in Crete. We spent about six days. And right. by the end of the sixth day, we were like, we need to get off this island and, oh, wow. and get to the next okay. one because it was, it was hard. It was um, uh, a lot of activity in order to navigate kind of Crete. Uh, and we really just wanted to sit on beaches all day. Sure. Uh, so we get to the port and get ready to get on – the ferry and it's this huge cruise ship. Yeah. It is huge. It was mm-hmm. called Festos Palace Palace, I think. Okay. And you walk in there and you think you're in a carnival cruise. Like yeah. there are gift shops, there's like five restaurants, there's, yep. you know, rooms for to stay overnight. There it's a full on cruise ship. It's as if they took a cruise ship that's no longer sailing to 100%. the Caribbean and they said, Okay, now you're gonna be a ferry in Greece. And it was huge. And there's all these people. It's like I didn't realize how many people were going from Crete to all the other islands sure. in, in Greece. Anyways, uh, we ended up in Milos, which is a beautiful island that has only recently, I think in the last 10 years, started to become more popular. Sure. And so the infrastructure is still kind of uh, the Greece that people who may have gone in the 80s and 90s would know uh, it as, but uh, it's becoming wildly popular. Okay. And so they're struggling or or trying to keep up with the demand of the island. Uh, It was beautiful. Uh, Lots of really smaller beaches. Uh, We had an adventure with the car company. Uh, our okay. car broke down. Oh, they no. tried to, yeah. It was interesting. It was interesting being two women traveling in Greece. Okay. But uh, this was especially one of those moments. Like the car died twenty minutes after we started to use it. Oh wow! And uh, they blamed us for it. They didn't want to come and like like the problem was us and not this car that we just rented. And so they were going to leave you stranded. Or we had to pay like 30 or 40 euros for them to come. Oh, I see. And it was like, no, 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 no. That's not how this is happening. And then slowly throughout the um, uh, our four days there, the car just kept having these problems when it was shifting gears. Oh. It was shifting gears very uh, oddly. Right. And so on the last day as we're going to drop the car off before taking the ferry to Paros, uh, we're up a hill and – it's an automatic car. The gear just shifted automatically from drive into neutral oh, no. as I'm going up a hill. And so, you know, my my friend who I was traveling with, she was like, oh, my gosh, we got to get off this hill. You got to. And, and I was like, I'm not stopping this car. If we stop this car, we're not starting it again. Of it's course. just not going to. And so I you know how sometimes you're in those situations and you're like, OK, instinct's going to take over here. Right. And so I just put the brakes on and then shifted the gear manually and it went back into drive. And I was like, we're, we're just getting this to where it needs to go. Right. Uh, there had been a series of other things that I won't get into as to why I wanted to just get rid of this crazy car. But uh, we fi- we finally got there after this happening again twice. The wow. transmission just – anyways, we get there and, and uh, uh, I said to the guy, I didn't fill up the gas in this. There was maybe like a half a bar of a tank. Left. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, that I had to fill up. I it see. was maybe five euros that right. had to be filled up, and we didn't because I said I wasn't stopping this car at a gas station and then have it conk out again. Right. 
he started freaking out on us, et cetera. Oh, man. And then we were just like, bye, see you, and got onto the ferry and right. said, bye, Milos. Wow. Um, and then we went, and it was interesting because this ferry was very different from the first All one. Right, so this is a different ferry. Okay. It, it, it was a different ferry. It was like more of a speedboat. Okay, yep. Um, and it was like everyone who got on it is very bumpy. Right. And everyone who got on it, you could tell people were like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to make it off right. this uh, just because of how bumpy it was. Uh, but we made it, got to Paris, and it was lovely in Paris. We had this beautiful uh, Airbnb and an amazing car rental company this oh, time. Um, and we were able to just enjoy and relax. And then off we were one night in Athens and back back, back home. home. I hear Paros is just gorgeous. Everyone it's I speak beautiful. to. It's beautiful. And they have these like beautiful little villages. Uh, and really like there's this one village that uh, uh, was close by called uh, Nausa. It has beautiful um, shops and restaurants. And uh, everywhere you go, there's something unique to see and, and just by the sea. And it was just really. Okay. So take me through, walk me through you and your and your companion in this restaurant in Paros in this small town. What is your experience? What are you having? What are they bringing to you? Is your day like just leisurely? It's going to come as it comes. There's no rush kind of feel versus no what you okay no rush. Tell me. I mean, in every island we did go to a winery. Oh, nice, which was great. Uh, so, and they were all very different. Uh, but the one in Paros was really nice. It was. Uh, uh, Oh, my goodness. What was the name of it? I forgot the name of it, but it was beautiful with these beautiful cheese plates that we had. And they took us through like a, a eight-course uh, tasting course oh, uh, of wines that had been produced there. And then, uh, you know what I love is that you're able to just walk around everywhere yeah. in these small villages and just pick and choose. Oh, this looks like an interesting restaurant or this looks um, great. And so – Everywhere we went, we tended to have, you know, some sort of seafood, whether it's calamari or I loved the grilled octopus. Of course. Um, I love how how much lemon they give you yeah. in Greece when you're having seafood. To yeah. me, that's because, you know, whenever I'm having oysters or any of the uh, any of this fresh seafood here in North America or wherever, and you're giving me a lot of like horseradishing or kind of like different sauces. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I love horseradish. I love those sauces. But I'm always like, if this can't stand up to just lemon, there's a problem. So give me the lemon first and give me the lemon. And I know that it's abundant in Greece and lemon and oregano. It's not going to be difficult for you to get. But I just love a fresh, fresh plate of fish. And here's your lemon. Go to town. But that's the thing, Marco. Like you really understand how fresh food just tastes completely yeah. different, right? And and the food that we have is sort of, you know, been on a truck for uh, days and days. And by the time it gets to you is mm. like um, many, many days since it's been actually picked and harvested. Although, may I just take a little side uh, jaunt here? Please. Someone showed up to my house with a jar full of fresh chilies <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. It's true. 
Tell us about those children. And for anyone listening, saying, what's with Marco's voice? I'm losing, I've lost my voice yesterday. I'm getting it back. So forgive me if I sound like I have a frog in my throat. But tell me about these chilies and we'll go back to Greece in just a second. I mean, the chili, okay. So Marco, you may be aware that every year I do this kind of urban garden with my neighbors on Dufferin Street. On one of the busiest streets in Toronto. Yeah. Like, like, and now there's so much construction (laughs) happening. Like, it's like fast cars, street cars, construction like you wouldn't believe, lots of dust, and right in front, like right on that major street, Nitty has the most beautiful little plot growing. Because we're like, there has to be a way to do some sort of urban farming in this place. And so we essentially use crates, right? So we we don't farm in the soil. We farm Mm -hmm. like through kind of these milk crates and Mm -hmm. and pots and stuff like that. And so this year, uh, we we had a little bit of a late start. Okay. uh, But when we finally planted everything... um, we didn't realize until a couple of months later when things started to actually bloom how right. many chili plants actually ended up in that garden. We thought we had bought like maybe two, but then we had separated everything into separate crates. And As you things. should. Yeah, sure. And so we ended up with buckets of chilies. I love Buckets it. of chilies. And so now I have buckets of chilies in my house that I'm like, what do I do with all of this? Because you know me, I love my hot yeah. anything chili, but I, I can't have all of this. So anytime I go to anywhere now, I'm like, here's some some chilies yeah. for you. Because it's they're they're really um so we had all these different we had like some cayenne chilies, some ghost peppers. Oh, ghost uh, peppers too, eh? Yeah, yeah, but some of the ghost peppers didn't turn necessarily. Because they need he- they need hot weather too, right? Yeah. And I don't think construction dust helps. Well, them. <laughs> probably not. But a couple of them did sure, turn. Sure, of and they course. were really um and then we had green chilies, uh, that some turned into red chilies and yes. some remained green. Great. And but they are very spicy, and Love you can it. taste it. Like you can mm. taste the difference. And then we had tons of green peppers. Mm. The tomatoes didn't do very well this year, but so yeah. So that's basically uh, my supply, my chili supply. Here's a tip for you. So some of your some of those long chilies that you have, take a needle and thread, and um, go through the the part that's not not edible. So the yeah. stem, yeah. And kind of intertwine them and hang them so they dry in in a, a dry place like your cellar. Yeah. Uh, so if you have so many, right? Like you don't necessarily have to needle and thread them, but you want them to hang. Okay. So a needle and thread is going to do the trick, right? You hang them, let them dry, and then you have your dry chilies for the rest of the year. Oh. There you go. Little little, little side t- tip. Life hack. Yeah. Thank but you. I'm so excited. I have this little jar of chilies. And I read a study or I read – I shouldn't say a study. I read something that said when you're growing peppers – if you allow them the space, the sun, and the water that they need, they're going to grow up and they're going to be really delightful chilies. But if you um, antagonize them by not watering them all the time, keeping them in close quarters, disturbing them, they're going to get really hot and spicy because they'll be angry <laughs> and temperamental because of how they – I read this. I swear I read this. So I'm well, you curious. tell me. You I'm tell me when you taste <laughs> them <laughs> what they're like. I'm curious to see. Oh, okay, man. but take me back to Greece. Sorry, Nitty. I no, just needed that's to take okay. that little side trip. I mean, uh, I think I told you pretty much – that was pretty much the itinerary. Okay. Yeah. A uh, lot of swimming, a lot of beach time. Here's what I love about wine. Greece. Tell me. I've always loved their 
sweets. I love Greek sweets because they go so great with Greek coffee or yeah. with espresso coffee. Like, give me baklava. Give me uh, lukamidas. Give me the half moon that is dusted with the white mm-hmm. sugar. I don't know what those ones are called. In I am in heaven. And then there's nothing like Greek Greek olives paired with Greek tomatoes, perfect. Per- paired with Greek cucumbers and Greek olive oil. Yep. For me. Uh, yeah, no, it's perfect. And like the even the pies and like whether it's the Spanish coffee or the, you know, we had watermelon pie. What? Yeah. So in Milos, the place we were staying, the breakfast downstairs had this homemade, like it's phyllo pastry. Yeah. Um, and it was a watermelon pie, essentially made out of watermelon. So uh, it was like sweet, but then also offset by the kind of um, flakiness and dryness of the of the phyllo. You've so, just blown my mind. I know. I, know. I, I, ha- I have to have this. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I'd never heard of it before. I don't was even it know more like watermelon tart or was it pie? No, it was like watermelon pie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nitty. I know. This I know. Is, this is. I know. I can't even. I know. Wow. It blew my mind. Blew my mind. Wow. I know. And did you get to scuba while you were there? I did. I scuba once okay. uh, when we were in Crete. And I have to say it was a little bit like it was fun. It was nice to be back in the water, sure. as it always is. Uh, however, it was really like there's no reef in Greece. You to know be fair, I mean? you you've been scuba spoiled. I have been scuba spoiled. Okay, so it's like it's really hard to go from you know Bonaire to anywhere else in the world. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, so yeah, there weren't that many fish, right? There's okay. just there's no there's not really you know a lot to see necessarily, but it was fun. And I snorkeled quite a bit. So that that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Any plans to go back to Bonaire or to any other scuba destinations? Yes, actually I'm going in December. Oh, great time to go. I know. Back. I'm going to get my advanced certification. I know. See, to me, you're, to me, whenever I talk about you and I talk about you often to friends, (laughs) um, I always refer to you like a master diver. I'm like, my friend Nitty, she's, she dives all over the world. She, she's getting an octopus for her, for her thing. I, I take whatever you said on our podcast as if I'm some sort of scuba enthusiast and knowledgeable, and then I just say how you're the expert. Oh, well, I did finally get a, a dive computer. Oh, you got one? I got one, my little dive watch. And how is it? Well, I'll find out in December. Oh, you haven't. Oh, so you got it I for got your it. birthday? Or uh, for... No, I got it after I got back from Greece. Okay. And uh, so I'm excited to try oh, that's that amazing. out. So I'm starting to, you know, get all the gear and nice. stuff like What's that. What's next on your gear list? I mean, the easy thing would be to get fins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think fin. So I think it might be fins, BCD, regulator. Okay. And then I'd be set. Why wouldn't regulator come before that? That's what you put in your mouth, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, only because the regular is the most expensive part okay. of it. But isn't it gross to put in foreign, like not foreign, but like the regulator everyone has in their mouth? I mean, you're in salt water the whole time. Okay. So. Still gross. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. But I guess, you know, once you're there, whatever. Uh, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I get it. Uh, but it's also like, whatever. So I read something interesting. <laughs> Um, just to deviate off this, uh, just 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 today, how in Italy they're using bucatini pasta for straws because they found that the paper straws are not uh, holding up the way they oh. the public likes it. So they're using this pasta, which is a long pasta that has yeah. like m- my least favorite pasta. They're using a straws, and now I feel like 
it's going to be my favorite pasta for straws. Yes. I might buy some for for home use. You when should I'm, do that when you know you come over and you're like, "Can I have a drink?" I'll put that in. How would you feel if I put a piece of pasta that you could sip out of? I would love that. There you go. There you go. Mm. Also, you know, it's really interesting being in Greece. Just to go back there again, um, especially in a place like Crete. Yeah, it was really nice to not be around anyone from North America. Okay, like it was almost like being North American was. The, the there wasn't that many people, um, but I was surprised at like the contingent of uh, folks from Italy that were oh, sure. there, um, and so it was almost like uh, you know how when you're in a foreign country and everyone's speaking English yeah. and you're like oh gosh we're taking over and it's not that great, right. but it was really interesting and fascinating to be in a place where it's like all we heard was Italian. I heard Italian more than I heard Greece. And you Greek. speak Italian. I know. So, so it was like... really fascinating because then I was also <laughs> listening in on these conversations. <laughs> There'd be all this family drama happening and I'm like, oh my God, it's like all a these beach, yeah, these, these beach telenovelas <laughs> were happening right in front of me and I felt like I was a little intruder on everyone's <laughs> oh, it's so great. Family a, drama. A telenovela is a soap opera, if, if you're not familiar with that term or like a Spanish style soap opera I guess which tends to be a little bit more melodramatic well it's funny because the telenovela styles would always happen when uh, people had to get the the beach beds for the day. Oh, that's that's a thing. It's a huge thing. I didn't realize it was a huge thing. And so the way it works um, is, you know, the ones, the beach beds that are closest to the ocean or have like an unobstructed view to the ocean are more expensive. And as you go further back in the line, you get less and less expensive. And so uh, the it, we went to this one beach, Falasarna in Creek. And the big beach beds in the front were 50 euros. Oh, wow. 50 euros. That's serious. So – and then the one right behind it, which is the one that we had, was like 15 euros for the right, day or something. Right. So it was like, okay. But this family like came and it was like they wanted three beds. Uh, and is that 50 euros each? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And it was like – but there's two beds per kind of Still, okay, area, yeah. I guess. But it was this big family with, like, yeah. grandfather and yes. uncle and blah, blah, blah. And so I guess something that the young, poor Greek person who was working there and there was some mix-up that had happened. But it turned into, like, a scene of a scene. It was fascinating to wow. watch. Because it was like – and then – and. The, so it was like everyone was so heightened and then within honestly 90 seconds we went back, went back to like okay cool it's all been all sorted right. out let's have our beach day and it was like just the height of emotion all the way down to relaxation I was like this is fascinating to me and what are you sipping and doing right while this, like, like, are you, you're on your 15 euro bed I'm on my 15 euro bed like right behind just watching this having euro uh, having ouzo just ouzo and water water um, and we're just watching it happen and it's like this. that's all you can do is just kind of watch it all happen you're like all right oh this is great <laughs> humankind is a fascinating fascinating so subject we had like beach chair drama when we were in the dominican republic we oh. were on a resort okay and um i didn't know this but people you don't have to book the the chairs because you're on a resort But you have to – like you don't have to pay for them because it's all included. But you do have to reserve your chair because it right. doesn't necessarily mean the next morning you're going to get it because people right. might take it. Right. So what people were doing was getting up early and putting their towel oh, no. on the bed to reserve it, right? <laughs> 
And so Amanda had said to me, Amanda being my wife, said, um, we need to bring our own towels. Or I'm like, what are you talking about? Won't they have towels there in the resort? She goes, not unless we, not if we don't, not if we want to reserve one of these chairs, we need our own distinct towel. I'm like, okay, I really don't care, right? And she goes, oh, you will. <laughs> and sure enough, we get there. And the first day, it was like, all the good chairs around the pool, I'll take it. All the good chairs around the, the where the ocean is, take it. So Amanda's like, all right. Here we uh, go. Here we go. So we had one that was like this bright orange. I think it says Corona on it. And one that has a flamingo <laughs> sitting on a mm-hmm. whale's head or something. You yep, know, one of these towels, right. right? You get them at Walmart for like seven bucks, like inexpensive. And if, if they get lost, who cares? And she would get up in the morning, put it on our spot, and we'd have like the best spot. But I'm like, you're getting up at six in the morning. She goes, listen, you're I gonna know thank you, me. you're going to thank me. And sure enough, I was like, all right, thank you. This is, a, this is the best. Now we have, you know, close to the bar. Close to the pool. Close and to then every... you better not get up from that. Oh, that... No. that <laughs> you can't that... <laughs> give up that prime real estate. We were th- two, two ladies who got into a, a scrap with another two ladies because of chair placement and someone's towel got removed. And I was oh, like, yeah. guys, you're on you're vacation. And you're in my son. Yeah. And then, yeah. I know. It's, <laughs> it's a very fascinating type of drama because that's the whole thing. It's like you're on vacation. You're supposed to be relaxing. At the end of the day, you don't get a beach bed. There's an entire sandy beach. Just just throw your towel just down. Just throw your yeah. towel down. So like everybody else. But it's like, nope, nope. Oh, it's wow. It's very fascinating. Oh, wow. I know. What's important to you when you go on a beach? My beach chair. <laughs> there you go. So that that, that pretty much uh, signals it. Um, thank you for listening. This is our last episode for I this know. season, season three. Season three. But season four will come in the new year. Probably, I'm thinking around February, March. You'll you'll hear from season three. Let us know what episodes you want us to cover because there's I, there, I do recognize there are some episodes we're working on that if people have requested one about Halifax I'll be going to Halifax for Christmas so I'll be interviewing a Haligonian which Perfect. is I have someone from Halifax about Halifax and we'll get that on the air for season four so look out for that and let us know if you have any any show topic ideas that you'd like us to hear because those are always fun to do right Nitty? They are great to like, do. Like they're the ones we don't think about and Absolutely. it's like okay we're going to talk about doors today Nitty, because there's a request or whatever it is. We have so much fun doing this we really. Do. Yeah. Well, so great to be back here Marco and thank you everyone for your support and for listening and uh, we really really appreciate all of our listeners so um, enjoy the next couple of months uh, while we are on hiatus and uh, we hope that you listen and sleep 